Which top line is tops in the Central? We debate today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we continue the sizing up the Central series as we look at top lines throughout the Central Division and which teams have the best top line around. We'll also discuss the Wilds' options for top line and uh, what they bring to the table uh, because the Wild have deployed different lines depending on who they're going up against. So we'll try to figure out which line is tops and we will rank each team in the Central Division as well. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and guiding you through the offseason here on Locked on Wild. We continue with part seven of our Sizing Up the Central series, and this time it is all about the top lines, the scoring lines, the productive lines, the ones that bring all the points. No shortage of good top lines throughout the division as well. And uh, again, as we have throughout the entire series, just for continuity's sake, we're going with the uh, suggested top lines according to Daily Faceoff to take into account some of the uh, free agent signings and such that have happened all offseason long. So here we go. Here is who we have for each team in the Central. For the Colorado Avalanche, the Stanley Cup champion Avalanche, a familiar grouping of three, that being Gabriel Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen as the top line there. Uh, and we'll talk about this in a little bit for the Wild, but uh, for this we're going with Kirill Kaprizov, Ryan Hartman, and Mats Zuccarello. For the Blues, it's Pavel Buchnevich, Robert Thomas, and Vladimir Tarasenko. The Predators, Philip Forsberg, Ryan Johansson, and Matt Duchesne. The Dallas Stars, Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz, and Joe Pavelski. For the Winnipeg Jets, Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Cole Perfetti. For the Chicago Black Ops, Black Hawks, Philip Kurashev, Lucas Reichel, and Patrick Kane, for now. And uh, for the Arizona Coyotes, Nick Schmaltz, Travis Boyd, and Clayton Keller. So again, a lot of star power in these top lines, and you'd expect nothing less from the uh, top option for all of these teams throughout the Central Division. Now, the thing that we notice, and this is something that has been discussed quite a bit, uh, and so uh, I'll just bring it up. Look at that center position. You've got Nathan McKinnon as the uh, top center for the Avs. You've got Robert Thomas, Ryan Johansson, Rupe Hintz, Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, and then Lucas Reichel and Travis Boyd. You've also got Ryan Hartman for the Wilds. Now, not, not a bona fide center. Hartman certainly capable of playing the position. 
but will that impact the rankings for uh, the Wild and where they stack up? Now, you can also debate as to whether or not that is the true top line for the Minnesota Wild or if it's the Jewel Erickson Eck, Jordan Greenway, and Marcus Foligno line. We'll talk about what each line brings to the table, but going with the star power for this one, and as we discussed in left wings, Kirill Kaprizov has got to be at the top of the list, and so uh, he certainly brings a lot of firepower to the Wilds trio. Uh, Would have been another player that would have shattered the team's points record in a single season had Matt Zuccarello not gotten hurt at the end of the year. But you've got some up-and-comers, the rising stars of the Blues in that trio. You've got the established combo of Forsberg and Duchesne. You've got the rising star of Jason Robertson paired with Heinz and Pavelski. Uh, You have uh, a lot of things to really like Uh, throughout the uh, entirety of this list. And you have a player in Patrick Kane who may not be with Chicago come the start of the season. Still yet to be seen how that's going to play itself out. So Chicago may fall even further back depending on how things play out. You've got a, a solid trio, I think, in Arizona. Maybe not as good as some of the other teams that, uh, that make up the Central Division, but still a solid grouping in that top three uh, as the Coyotes continue to try to build on top of uh, what they are building out there. So going to be a different, uh, difficult rankings to put together for uh, for this list because it's it's pretty solid from top to bottom. But we will attempt to do just that. But first, let's narrow down as to which exactly we consider the Wilds' top line. We'll discuss that plus more as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor from Built. Ready? It's delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, rich cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus they are healthy as well. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they contain a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So run, don't walk to built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat, or you can find a good hiding spot and just hoard the entire box for yourself. Make sure to not delay as these bars are going to go quickly. So head to built.com, and when you use the promo code LOCKEDON15, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at built.com. Com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to check out the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the NHL as we get closer to the start of the season. Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, interesting conundrum for the Minnesota Wild. And 
not to say it's a conundrum because we've seen how this has played out. Uh, in terms of which is actually the Wilds' top line, you've got the elite offensive skill that the Kaprizov, Zuccarello, and Hartman line possess. And obviously you want your best player out there on the ice in the most pivotal moments of the game. And so that is one way that you can look at this coin as to which is the top line for the Wild. But you've also got the defensive stoppability of the grief line, one of the best, if not the best, defensive lines in the NHL. You put those three players together, and however the pieces fit, it's a line that has proven very adept at slowing down opponents' offenses, one of the lowest expected goals against in the entire NHL. So is that your top line? Is that your top line that you throw out there whenever you need it? Obviously, this last year, the Wilds had a third line that kind of fell into that category with the Boldy, Fiala, and Goudreau line being one of the hottest scoring lines in all the NHL. And so they got their fair share of starts, too. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because your lines, your best lines are going to play. They're going to get a requisite amount of, of time on the ice. And so who starts all comes down to the situation. And so if the Kaprizov line gets more starts than the grief line does, just means that the Wild are looking to employ more offense right off the bat to match up against the other team's top-line opponents. If they go to the defensive side, then you're looking to try to slow down your opponent a little more and get a more favorable matchup for the Kaprizov line. Now, I think the Wild will go with the Kaprizov line probably more to start this season with the fact that Jordan Greenway will be starting the year injured, is expected to miss at least a little bit of time. So you're not going to have the full disposal of that grief line to use because Greenway is going to miss the first handful of games. So at that point, I think you just throw out the line that is still connected in the Kaprizov line and let them try to get you some goals as many times as they possibly can. So factoring that in is why we went with the Kaprizov line as the top line for the Minnesota Wild, plus stacking it up against the best offensive lines in the Central Division. Obviously, that, uh, that makes it a fit as well. What we're looking for from the Kaprizov line this season is pretty simple, is to just continue to score. I mean, you look at the point totals for that line, you had, uh, a, you had two players in Hartman and Kaprizov who had over 30 goals, 34 goals to be exact. You had Zuccarello who was probably going to be somewhere around 26, 27 goals, but had 80 points himself. So the low mark on the top line in both categories 
is 24 goals and 65 points. That's not bad. That is not shabby at all. And if Matt Zuccarello can stay healthy and avoid some of those nagging injuries, if Ryan Hartman can avoid some of the impending or expected regression, if he can show that this past season wasn't simply all of the opportunities that Kirill Kaprizov was feeding him, then there's no reason to suggest that this top line can't replicate a similar result that they had this past season. I've I've said it a million times on this show. Kirill Kaprizov is going to do something next year that we don't expect, whether it be 50 goals, whether it be, you know, exceeding 110 points. He just is going to continue to stack these milestones on top of each other. It's not going to surprise me at all if he breaks his own record for points in a season uh, next year. And the only logical step up to that is 50 goals and 110 points. And so you put a player like that on your top line, that is formidable. And if Zuccarello can replicate his performance and be a 25-goal, 80-point guy, and if you get... 20 to 30 goals from Ryan Hartman and somewhere around that 50, 60 points, then again, you've got uh, a very, very good top line for this Minnesota Wild team. The key is the health, and the key is to not regress. So you do those things, and this this top line is going to be just fine. So I'm not super... Worried about it. The only player I'm really a little bit... um, What's the right word? The only player I'm a little concerned about is Hartman. But if he is able to... If he's able to show that it's not a fluke, then we'll be fine. Where does that put the Wild amongst the top lines in the Central Division? We will finish today's episode discussing just that here on Lockdown Wild. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Finishing our rankings of the top lines in the Central Division. And uh, so let's, let's just get down to the rankings and we'll discuss them once we're finished. Obviously... Hard to pass up on the top line of the Colorado Avalanche. Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen. I mean, Landeskog still ended up with a 30-goal season despite uh, missing some time. Rantanen and McKinnon both right around the 90-point mark. It's just such a dangerous line for the Avs. It's, It's one of the best lines in hockey, and there's no reason that they can't replicate that. So, having said that, I think I got to take them number one. I got to put the Avs top line at the top spot in these rankings. It's just, it's just such a meat grinder to try to go up against. And you can count in single digits the number of teams that have been able to really shut that group down. It's just one of those guys every single night finds a way to get something done. So I gotta go with the I gotta go with the Avalanche for the top spot. 
As far as beyond that, I'm continuing a pattern here because I just I just really like what the St. Louis Blues have put together offensively, and it's a team that has some really young pieces uh, to uh, to continue to cultivate and build through their system. They've also got some great veterans in, but for top line, I think I'm going number two to the St. Louis Blues. I then am going to... Here's where it gets kind of messy. So you've got the Avs, you've got the Blues, then you have the Wilds, you've got the Stars, and you've got the Predators, who I think all are pretty close in a lot of different areas. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go Stars 3. The difference here between the Stars 3 and the Wild at 4 is Rupe Heinz the center for the Dallas Stars. Because I think you look at it, Kirill Kaprizov is is better than Jason Robertson, although Robertson is a sensational player himself. Pavelski and Zuccarello, pretty similar in terms of production. And uh, so that is is something that... That's something that evens out pretty well. But then Rupe, Rupe Hintz and uh, Ryan Hartman... That's where the stars get the upper hands. And so stars three, wild four. I'm going predators at five. And similar story here. Obviously, Duchesne and Forsberg had insane seasons this past year and are really, really good players in and of themselves. I'd still take Kaprizov over both those guys. And I like Ryan Hartman a little bit better than Ryan Johansson. Nothing against him. But that's just that's just where I'm at with it. So Stars 3, Wild 4, Predators 5, and then it's Jets 6. And again, these teams are all very close. Jets 6, Coyotes 7, and Chicago is 8. And the only reason that Chicago's not like 15 is because of Patrick Kane. So if he gets traded, then that's going to be dicey for the Chicago Blackhawks. But again, these teams are all very close, which I think brings it back to this theme that we have been exploring and in asking, what do we expect from the Wild this upcoming season? You know, in being asked about it in uh, in various places, and even seeing the comments on YouTube from uh, all of you listening. The Wilds, yes, they, uh, they had some substantial losses in Kevin Fiala and Cam Talbot. But outside of, outside of maybe a couple of acquisitions by a couple of these teams, it'll be interesting to see how the uh, McDonough move for the Predators plays out. Outside of of that, nobody in the Central really did anything to separate themselves from the pack. The Avalanche did the best they could to retain that group that they've built, but they had some losses, and Nazem Kadri is still out there on the free agent market. So obviously, if he re-signs with Colorado after not seeing anything that he likes out there in free agency, obviously that is a different story, but... The Avalanche changes in net. 
losing some of those depth pieces that uh, that have really helped make them into such a juggernaut lineup. Um, every team up and down the list had some losses to go with the additions they've made. Obviously, for the Wild, one of the big ones is going to be Marco Rossi. So, in looking at where the Wild slot into all of this, they're still going to be fighting it out with the Blues, with the Stars, with the Predators. And so, it's going to, I think, be another season in which the Wild are fighting for a playoff spot all the way till the end. Does that mean number two in the division? Maybe not. Does that mean fighting it out for that final wild card spot and having to, um, you know, having to hope for some help on the last day of the season and getting in that way? Maybe. All in all, as we have seen, the wild stack up well at various positions with everybody else in the division. And so if things go the way they're supposed to go for the wild, if they can avoid major injuries, and if they get improvement in some critical areas that we haven't super discussed, but that we will before the season starts, if they get some improvement in those areas, they're going to be right there at the end, just like they have been for the, uh, the last couple of seasons. They're going to be right there at the end fighting for a playoff spot. So that's been, I think, the thing that we're trying to get towards with this sizing up the central exercise, and we do have a couple more episodes of it planned. But all in all, it just goes to show you that, yes, it's been an offseason of, well, we lost Talbot. We lost Fiala. We lost a couple of other players. We retained this player we maybe shouldn't have. We didn't make this move that we should have. Um, all in all, Nobody else in the Central really did anything breathtaking either. So if the Wilds get improvement in some spots, they get a couple of players to play above their expectations a little bit to uh, fill in some voids, going to be right there at the end. And that's really, that's all we can ask for uh, from this team. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the NHL. Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, just like Locked on Wild. So make sure that you subscribe on YouTube and follow us for all the wild news you can handle all throughout the week. Lockdown Wild is keeping you covered with new episodes all week long as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.